Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Truth with Susie Ann. And this is your host, Susie Ann. Ornamentation part number five. We're going to talk about history of face and body paint, the origin. Body paint is a form of a body art where artwork is painted directly onto the human skin. Unlike tattoos and other forms of body art, body painting is temporary, lasting several hours or sometimes up to a few weeks. In case of Mindy or henna tattoos, about two weeks. Body painting that is limited to the face is known as face painting. Body painting is also referred to as a form of temporary tattoo. Large-scale or full-body painting is more commonly referred to as body painting, while smaller or more detailed work can sometimes be referred to as temporary tattoos. Around the world, many people use their skin as living canvas, representing past experiences, bravery, status, beauty, protection, fertility, magic, transformations, and connections with other realms. Other symbols protect from evil eyes and spirits, bring fertility, heal the body, grant magical powers, or support transformations and their connection with other realms. The line between reality and illusion, God and man, good and evil, the earth and beyond, life and death, present, past, and future becomes blurred. Oftentimes, the people involved in a body art expression are not just playing a role. They are becoming the role. The night, the day, the spirit, the God, the transformation which could heal them or help others as in the cases of creating sacred pain or sacrificing the own flesh in the name of the community. Body art is used in 1. When the child becomes an adult 2. Weddings 3. Preparation for war or hunt 4. The birth of a child 5. Spiritual rituals 6. Death and 7. Body art also shows the position of a person in a certain group. In the indigenous people, body painting with a gray or white paint made from natural pigments including clay, chalk, ash, and cattle dung is traditional in many tribal cultures. Often worn during cultural ceremonies, it is believed to assist with the moderation of body heat, and the use of striped patterns may reduce the incidence of biting insects. The Surma tribes of Ethiopia use clay by the river to paint their ink, their skin, often as simple decorations without any ritual significance. They often use botanicals to enhance their designs and as stamps to create patterns of circles. The males paint themselves during the yearly stick fights. These designs do have ritual significance. Ancient Egyptians used lead carbonite to decorate skin. Lip, cheek, nail, and eye art were the norm. They were also known for painting newborns in white clay as protection. The Aborigines of Australia used lines and circles to identify family, tribe, and even ancestral land. It is spiritual in nature and deeply important to them. The motifs and designs are passed down and honored rather than being created anew.
in the Amazon basin, many tribes are known for decorating their skin. Further south in Brazil, the Kiopo tribe use colorful beads and feathers in addition to face and body painting in order to connect to the spirits in everything. Hence the use of animal or insect-like markings, what they believe their ancestors learned from in order to create community and culture. Hindu and Sikhi ritual celebrations have long involved body art in the form of henna. The henna plant is grown into ground into a paste and mixed with oils or other botanicals to adjust color. Designs placed on skin prior to an important ritual celebrate fertility, prosperity, love, good luck, or protection. The earliest written reference to henna or mendi was found on a table in what is now Syria dating back to 2100 BC. European Orthodox Christians began decrying the use of body painting as pagan and banned it in 1000 CE. It did not return to fashion in European cultures until around 1960s when it became a form of social activism and artistic expression. Though there are still several tribes in existence today that never lost this Asian and spiritual form of decor in their culture. Tribal cultures have always used materials that were readily accessible in their regions for the purpose of body painting. Red ochre is created with iron oxides, magnetite and hematite, yellow ochre from limonite, charcoal from burned wood, ashes, clay, talc, copper, berries, roots, and and other pigments from nature made the first and longest used body paints thus far. It still survives in this Asian form among indigenous, indigenous Australians and in parts of Africa and Southeast Asia, as well as in New Zealand and the Pacific Islands. A semi-permanent form of body painting known as Mendi used dyes made of henna leaves, hence also known rather erroneously as henna tattoo, is practiced in India, especially on bribes. Brides. <laughs> Did I say that really? Since the late 1990s, Mendy has become popular amongst young women in the Western world. Many indigenous peoples of Central and South America paint jaguar tattoos or designs with Jennifer Amer- Americana juice on their bodies. Indigenous peoples of South America traditionally use anato, huto, or wet charcoal to decorate their face and bodies. Huto is semi-permanent and it generally takes weeks for this black dye to fade. Modern body painting tools and supplies are readily available and safe for human skin. Paints and cosmetics that have cosmetic grade ingredients are the only products painters should be using on clients. The term non-toxic has been used in reference to acrylic paints and other substances that are not that are actually not safe for skin. Let me say that again. The term non-toxic has been used in reference to acrylic paints and other substances that are 
actually not safe for skin. The problem with this approach is that the product is only non-toxic when used in accordance with its accepted protocol. Skin is not an approved use for any acrylic paint or many other products made for other purposes. Anyone using products other than cosmetic grade FDA approved paint should be questioned. Although traditional body painting practices may no longer be in vogue in most of the world, the practice still lives on. It's just been a bit modified. Today, people paint their bodies as a form of artistic expression or just for fun. There are two main types of body paint done today, face painting and full body, aka large scale painting. The paint, the paint applied is temporary and lasts a few hours or a day. Designs can be simple or complex with more streamlined designs typically reserved for the face and more complex paintings for the entire body. Now to go to the health risks of body paint. So although a typically safe endeavor, a full coat of body paint can be bad for your health if you're not careful. You can develop heat stroke from full body paint since the paint covers your pores and prevents the sweating and cooling mechanisms in your body from working correctly. Also, you must use paint meant for the skin. Acrylic paint, for example, is made for canvas only and for good reason. Acrylic paints may contain ammonia, formaldehyde, and heavy metals, all of which are dangerous if ingested. A well-known example of body paint gone wrong is the story of Buddy Ebsen the first tin man in the film The Wizard of Oz. Production artists used white clown makeup that they covered with aluminum dust to get the tin look for his role. Two weeks later, Ebsen was in the hospital, nearly unable to breathe, his skin tinged blue. Doctors discovered his lungs were coated with aluminum dust. Due to his hospitalization, another actor, Jack Haley, took over the role. This time, the aluminum powder was mixed into the paint instead of brushed on, and he suffered no ill effects save for a severe infection when the makeup got in his eye. Another common fear about body paint is whether a head-to-toe coat can cause a person to suffocate. This likely comes from the James Bond movie Goldfinger. In the 1964 film, the villain Goldfinger kills character Jill Masterson, played by Shirley Eden, by covering her in gold paint causing her death by suffocation. An urban legend spread that covering that Eaton actually died on set from asphyxiation from the same gold paint. However, this is physically impossible and as of March 2015, Eaton is alive and well. We don't breathe through our skin, we breathe through our noses and mouths. Therefore, covering your entire body in paint won't cause you to suffocate no matter what Goldfinger does. Using paints specifically designed for body using um, use dramatically less... What am I saying? <laughs> using paints specifically designed for body use dramatically lessens any health risk, but... you might actually suffer from allergies of the paint. So I don't think I need to go much into the Bible about this because the same 
um, the same Bible verses that we know apply to both tattoos and makeup apply to this. And as you can see here, that body paint was mostly used for spiritual purposes. So that alone is a big no-no. Not because we, as idiots in the modern day, we're the biggest idiots of creation that there has been, has taken all of these practices that people used to communicate with other realms, with the underworld, with spirits. We take these things for fun. We couldn't find anything else to do for fun but these things. That's why the Bible says that we should not learn the way of the heathen because it's vain. And we should not try to find out how they serve their gods. That's what the Bible says. Do not try to find out. Don't inquire what what they're doing over there. You just mind your own business. But we are always curious and we always we just love culture. We love culture. Deuteronomy 7 verses 26 says, Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it. But thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it. For it. Sorry. For it is a cursed thing. So understand. If this thing's purpose is for spiritual purposes and we say oh that looks pretty that looks cool and we go put it on our own skin we become a cursed thing like it do we do we want to be accursed really do we i don't want to be i leave people with their own stuff they do what they want to do but i'll do what yahuwah wants me to do just saying So I'm not going to elaborate much about this. Because the Bible talks. In Romans 1 verse 32 says, Who knowing the judgment of Elohim, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only to do the same, but to have pleasure in them that do them. When we know better, please let us do better. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do it all to the glory of Elohim. So if this brings glory to Satan, then we cannot do it. If this doesn't bring glory to Elohim. And next thing I should point out. Don't do worldly things to bring glory to Elohim. We need to learn how to follow instructions the bible tells us how to honor him why do we always go out in the world and find out how they serve their gods how the world serves god you're not serving the same god we are stop looking over your neighbor's fence the grass is greener because it's fake okay people 
the Bible tells us how we're supposed to honor him. Stop trying to add programs and activities that are not of him. If you didn't see your ancestors doing this, don't do it. And for the things that you saw your ancestors did that were wrong, don't repeat it. It's clear cut in the Bible what we're supposed to be doing. Follow the Torah. We always trying to pretty up stuff, especially women, yeah. We, we, we always trying to be prettying up stuff and hyping up stuff. All of it is vanity and vexation of the spirit. Leave the things of the world to the world. Don't let Satan deceive you. We can still have fun. There are many many things that we can do that doesn't offend Yahuwah. It's just for us to put in a little effort. The devil might deceive you and say that if you don't do any of things, what are we going to do? There are things to do. It's because your, your fleshy desire, our fleshy desire always wants us to do what Satan wants to do. And when we stop it from doing that, it becomes sulky and um, like it wants to get all depressed and saying, oh, what am I going to do? There is stuff to do. You just don't want to do them. I know this. I go through this a lot. Every day is a struggle between my flesh and my spirit. But I treat my flesh like a child because it acts like a child. So I discipline it like a child. As Paul said, all things are lawful, but I will not be controlled by any. So my flesh ain't going to control me. So don't let your flesh control you. You call the shots. Your Holy Spirit calls the shots. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, seek after it. Yahuwah calls the shots. The Ruach HaKodesh is Him in you. He calls the shots. So no matter what you want to do, no matter what you think is cool and is pretty, if it offends Yahuwah, then it's an accursed thing. It's an abomination. If it's highly esteemed in the world, it is against Yahuwah. So let's leave that alone. Thank you again for tuning in. To check out more or to contact me, you can reach me at Wattpad at Kaleidoscope the Pen or on WordPress at Little Kaleidoscope Girl or on Telegram at Kodeshim Royale or you can email me at littlekaleidoscopegirl at gmail.com. Thank you and until next time.